0: Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Josh Noble. Did you know that your every online move is being watched and analysed by advertising technology companies? What do they do with the data, and does it matter? Malcolm Moore discusses the so-called privacy death stars with FT technology reporters Alia Ram and Madhubita Merger. Alia, can you tell us a little bit about this data economy Who are these companies who are collecting our data and what are they doing with it?
1: The industry, the ad tech and data broking industry, is very fragmented. So there are dozens of businesses that collect data online by storing cookies on your web browsers, for example, or gathering data through apps on your smartphone. Then there are bigger companies like Oracle that buy that data and combine it with information from retailers or credit card data and other kinds of demographic information. And they use it to sell insights to advertisers about their customers.
0: Okay. Is that a recent thing? Have companies been doing this for a long time? Why should we be worried about it now?
1: They've been doing it for a really long time. But over the last 10 years, as people spend more and more time online and increasingly use smartphones, it's grown a lot. However, the scrutiny of it hasn't changed at all.
0: So there's a lot more data out there being traded. Madhu, can you tell us a little bit about whether individuals can do anything to stop their data being collected if they wanted to?
2: I think it's pretty much impossible at this point to scrub your online presence completely. I have been considering trying to do it myself. But the feeds from which the data kind of hose is coming into these different brokers and the interconnectivity of the network is just so deep and entangled that essentially if you live in today's world and interact with any electronics so if you have a phone a mobile phone for instance your location data is captured similarly if you're on the voter registry or you get a mortgage from a bank or perform any of these regular functions your data is on these lists that are then sold on and then cross-referenced. So at this point it's I would say almost impossible for us to completely scrub off our presence but there are ways for us to be more um, hygienic about our data practices for example you could delete your facebook account if that was something that bothered you you could for example turn off permissions that apps have to things that you do on your mobile phone so we can be more aware of where our data is going but i don't think we can be completely off the record
0: okay you know, with a new regulation, certainly here in Europe, GDPR, don't all of these companies need our consent to be able to track us through the internet and uh, track our mobile phones and everything that we're doing and spending and looking at?
2: That's the idea of GDPR. You know, that's why now is the time to look at it, because these companies, as Alia said, have been operating for decades within the bounds of law. But now they do require our consent in order to buy and sell our data. But many of these companies aren't consumer-facing. So the way that they rely on consent is that they hope that the apps that we do interface with on our phones or in our daily lives have got our consent and then they can buy and sell amongst themselves. So it's only now that regulators are looking into whether that's a fair use of our data and whether consumers are actually aware when they consent what's happening with their data.
0: Right. Alian, how much is this market worth now? Or how big is the data economy?
1: It's difficult to estimate the size of it because most companies that trade in data also have other businesses and don't disclose the proportion of their business that comes from buying and selling personal information. But the European Commission and IDC, the analysts, have estimated that the data market in Europe was worth 59.5 billion euros in 2016 and could almost double to 106.8 billion euros by 2020. So that's one figure out there. Okay, so
0: that sounds like a relatively large market. But is there any evidence that you know we're being persuaded or advertisers being successful at using this data to sell us more stuff? I mean, is it working?
1: The irony of this story is that on the one hand, data brokers and ad tech companies try to downplay how much data they collect so as to avoid scrutiny from regulators, but at the same time, they try to play up how much data they have and how useful it is so that they can sell it to their customers. And I think partly because they aren't transparent about exactly what data they're collecting and how that informs the insights that they sell. So they don't sell data points, they sell what they call insights into different categories of consumers. It's very difficult for either consumers or their customers to assess how useful that data actually is.
0: Madhu, how worried do you think we should be about this?
2: I think that the business of data brokers has grown beyond advertising, and that's what we should be worried about. So for many people up to this point, they think that the only way their data was being used was to be shown annoying personalized ads. But that's not the only fallout of this. So their customers extend much beyond marketing companies. It's insurers, it's banks, it's media companies, and also local governments, law enforcement. So I think we should be worried. And not just because I'm a privacy activist or something like that, but mainly because we don't have recourse to knowing if the data is accurate and to changing that data so there have been many cases where people's data has been incorrectly sold on to say a mortgage company which changes the products that they can get and they've had to spend months and months trying to find out why it's wrong and how to correct it so If there isn't a transparency, it means that we might be sold the wrong product or an unfair pricing on a product and we'll never know and we can never change it.
0: So we need more transparency. Do you think that regulators are going to take action to force more transparency? How do you see this shaping up over the medium to long term?
2: I think this will be a crucial year. So we're coming up to one year of GDPR. And it's only now that regulators are starting to use the framework of GDPR to see whether these companies are operating legally or not. And they are looking into it. So they do have the intention to enforce these rules. But because it's such a murky practice. I think the next two years will be when regulators will have to figure out what actually falls within the bounds of the law and what's outside of it. So I think there will be enforcement and we'll see examples of it over the next few years.
0: I mean, shouldn't uh, banks and insurance companies and other people who are using this data simply be more responsible about the level of accuracy they think it represents?
2: I think in a lot of these cases, they don't even know the provenance of the data. That's the problem because it's been through so many layers and so many levels of buying and selling that the banks or the mortgage brokers, they don't even know if the data is accurate or not. So there's a lot of trust that we place in this ecosystem of brokers that I think is falsely placed and there should be more levels of oversight and control. And you're right. It should be also the customers of these companies who are making sure that it's accurate.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. That was Malcolm Moore talking to Alia Ram and Madhumita Merger. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com forward slash offer.